Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Hey everyone, welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I am your co-host Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This segment is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. How many times have you thought, there has to be a better way while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right, today we have Ajay Sharma. Welcome and thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle and Gary. It's my pleasure to meet you guys. I had a chance to meet Gary before, but Kyle, it's my pleasure to meet you also here. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Awesome. Well, if you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Yeah. So I've been in in Texas since 98. So I used to live in California so around two years. So I started my career in as a IT. I still own an IT company, which we do some projects for ourselves and also for one of our clients. But in 2008 and 2009, I started as a single family, like a renter's business. You guys know 2008-2009 was a bloodbath in the whole real estate market. But I felt that was the right opportunity to buy a good chunk of single-family home. And in Dallas area, there was a company called Countrywide Bank. So you guys might remember Bank of America bought that bank, and but they had a huge portfolio of single-family home which they have gone through the full process. So I bought a good chunk of single family home at that time. I still own those homes and those are really nice assets. Last five years, I've been mainly on the apartment side. And the reason was uh, mainly for me because in the single family homes, you cannot have, let's say, hundreds of thousands of units, just like you can grow very fast in the apartment business. So in 2014-15 time frame, I started with Brad Sumrock group here in Dallas, Texas, and I learned how to do the like how to buy the apartment business, how to do the syndication, how to raise money, and how to do the asset management. And since then, I have been part of uh, almost 5,000 units right now as a passive investor and also a deal sponsor. I own properties here in Dallas, Texas, and also in Phoenix, and also in Atlanta, Georgia. And we are looking for properties. I know it's, uh, it's very hard to say now when we will start looking, but at least we are always looking for good opportunity to buy in these markets. Ajay, let's talk about disposition, because I know you've sold some of your properties. You know, Tell me what goes into deciding when you're ready to sell a property. 
Oh yeah. So I can give you the example of how we did because there are so many ways you can do that. So when we buy an apartment complex, at that time we do the projections for five years. So in the five year, we, we have a plan for five years and that's how we go to our investors. We tell them that guys, this is our projection for five years. This is how much we will give you in a distribution on quarterly basis. And when we sell the property, this is how much you can expect overall return to us. So let's, for simplicity, let's, let's assume that in five years, we, we said to our investor that we will give you 100% return. It means we will double your money in five years. And we give the two numbers that how much you will get overall return and how much will be your cash on cash. Right. So for simplicity, let's say somebody invested 100K with us and we are telling 100% return in five years and 10% cash on cash. So it means in five years, every year they will get 10%. So who has invested 100K with us? So they will get 10,000 first year, 10,000 second year, 10,000 third year and 10,000 fourth year. And in the fifth year, they will get rest 60,000. So let's take this example. So every year what we do we we engage our brokers and we ask them give us a bov it's called broker opinion value so based on the noi we ask them okay guys tell us what is the value of our property right now and every year when we are getting their bov let's say in fourth year our brokers are saying that guys based on this this is how much return you have you will get and we do our calculation, we do the closing cost and there is a formula we, we play in that one. And when we are close to that, the total return, then it means our property is ready to sell. That's how the, the, the total process works out for us. I know it's in this environment right now, it's very hard to predict that whether whatever performa you thought five years back or four years back, can you, can you get the same price at this point or not? If let's say we thought like four years back, this is, will be our re total return, but due to this whole coronavirus and all those things, things have changed and we cannot get that return. So then in this case, we, we always have a question or from the loan perspective that we can hold our property longer because we don't want to be in a situation where we, where we are saying, oh, we must sell. That should not be the case. We should decide like if our loan is long and our properties are performing and then I think better to hold. But to answer your, your initial question, this is our whole process. We engage our brokers, we get their BOV. And once we are, our property is, is returning, the, our projected return, then it means we are ready to sell. And you start engaging your investors before like, so let's say on the fourth year, you hit your, your number and before you put it on the market, are you reaching out and communicating to your investors? See, investor communication is the key. So there is nothing called over communication with your investor. You should always get engaged. So we send our monthly newsletter or update to our, all our investors. And we, we give them whole NOI. So the report coming from our management company, which has all the information, it goes along with our package. So our investors are fully engaged right from the beginning, right? And so when we are talking about, specifically about the selling the process, right? In our company agreement, we have that, that clause that we have to have 80% of vote from our investors in, before we sell it. So any major decisions, we have to have 80% of vote. And as you guys know, the percentage of vote is dependent on how much the person has invested in the deal. 
right? So we have to have 80% of vote. So based on the BOVs coming, then we start giving the information to our investors. Guys, there is a possibility we can bring this property into the market. And when, let's say we have a perfect BOV now ready to go, then we send a formal communication to the investors. We ask them whether their vote is for yes to sell the property or is not to sell the property. And if we have enough vote to sell the property, then we ready to go from there. All right. So you put your property on the market. What are the like problems you you face with your property management company, if any, when they know they're going to be you know out of a job or they need to transfer? So tell us some of the things that you face. Yes, yes. So I have sold two properties and it works very well. So when you are, let's say, engaging your brokers, right, that, okay, you are about to sell the property, always bring your executive level person from your property management company into the play. So make sure that they are aware that you might be selling this property. Do not start with your staff. Because your staff should know on day one, oh, you are about to sell the property. Because if you have your executive level management company guys in your confidence, then you are good to go from there because you need their help. You need their help right from the beginning. And once you are about to bring the property into the market, so most of the management company, they have a lot of properties in the market. So they will give them a confidence to the staff that guys, your job is not going to be in jeopardy we will give you another place where you will have a job plus if one more thing one more tip i can give you make sure that your your staff have some kind of like a bonus plan for them so that they they have an incentive to help you out during this process so remember that because once you go to the market let's say you have a buyer right the buyer has a dependency of the loan loan amount on your t3 income right and in order to make sure that you, when you are going through the tours, you are going through this whole process, your property looks good, your management company, your staff is professional looking there, your, your office is clean and all those things. So you need help from those staff. So make sure that you do a, you have a bonus plan for them. Tell them that guys, if we sell this property, then this is for you, right? And you know, having a good relationship with the management company goes long way. Because we all are in the business for a long haul, right? You should never ever burn a bridge with any of your management company or staff, right? Because you, you will be buying another property like down the road, right? You need those guys. So I hope I answered your question. There. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's really good advice. Have you had any problems when you've put a property up for sale? Because I know, I mean, we were 100% straight talk. Everyone faces obstacles. You know, maybe, you know, talk about one of the obstacles that you faced. So let's say if you you bring your property prematurely in the market. Let's say property is not ready, right? And you bring to the property in the market, definitely you will face the problem. When I say prematurely, let's say you expect $10 million for the property, right? And your NOI is saying, oh, we can only afford 8 million, right? So it means you didn't do the proper job. You didn't do it right. So never ever bring your property prematurely to the market. Always have your property management company into the confidence because that can make or break your thing. Always have all the ducks in the row, because when you are selling the property, there are a lot of information your brokers will ask. Brokers are your friend. Never try to sell a property off market. That's my suggestion to everybody, because I know that there, there is something called off market, right? To be honest with you, there is nothing called off market. 
So if, if your brokers are telling or someone is telling, oh, this is off market deal, they are telling the same thing to hundreds of other guys also. Okay. So always have your broker. Those guys will work for you. Those guys are there to market your property, to, to give you advice. Yeah. So those are the things I, I will say. Never sell the property prematurely. Never try to sell the property without a broker. Always have your management company in, in your confidence so that they know what's going on. All right. So you've got some offers coming in and, you know, whether you're in a best and final or, or you're trying to decide at the end of the day, which deal you should go for. So how do you weigh the difference between highest price and a surety to close? There is no straight answer for that one, but I will try to give as much as a straight as possible. Okay. It depends on the situation of the seller. Let's say seller is in a desperate situation where they have a loan going to be over soon, right? then it means you don't have a lot of runway, right? So it means for you, price is also important because you need to give to the lender. Also, the surety that a buyer will close is always, always should be your number one priority in my opinion, specifically in this market. In this market, the things are changing so fast, so fluid because you don't have a certainty from the lending side. You don't have certainty whether the, the buyer who is buying the property will be able to raise the money. I'm sure you guys are looking into the market right now. There's so many deals are falling apart because of those regions. So before coronavirus thing, right, there was a place in Dallas that, oh, you have earnest money day, hard day one, right? That's not the case anymore, right? So if your buyer does not have a skin in the game, there is a tendency the guy will run away, right? Because it's not something that he's a bad person, but if he cannot get the money from the lending side and he cannot get the money from the investor, from here that he will bring the money back, right? In order for you to have a surety of like whether this particular buyer will close the deal or not, your broker will play a very critical role here because they are the one who knows the buyer also, right? And they are the one who knows the background. Try to see if you have to have some kind of like a balance between price versus the security of the closing, I would say give less weight to price and make sure that the deal get closed. Good advice. I'm going to pass it to Kyle to finish this up. All right, Ajay, what is your asset management superpower? My asset management superpower, I would say, try to have a good relationship with your management company. I follow a process here where I have a KPIs, a Google sheet for every week because we have a weekly call with the management company. And before our call, we our calls are usually on Tuesday or Wednesday. So I make sure that all our management company give those KPIs, where, what is the collection, what is your occupancy, what is your pre-lease, how much delinquencies we have, those kind of things. So that data needs to be filled out one day before our weekly call. Then we, we track that data on a weekly basis and see how the trends are. We look for definitely for the marketing tools. And if you are going through a, a major rehab, right, make sure that on that call, all the rehab guys are also part of that one. So a data-driven approach, that's the only thing I will say. Rather than having some kind of like a decisions made in air, rather than that, I will say make your decisions, data-driven decisions. And that data-driven decisions can be made only if you have the data coming from your management company. 
Perfect. All right, Ajay, thanks for coming on our show, talking to us about disposition. Today, I, I learned basically the biggest thing is about communication. You mentioned communication with your investors, with your executive level property management staff, with your brokers, and even with incentivizing staff. So it comes really down to communication and making sure everyone's on the same page when it comes to disposition. So tell listeners where they can find out more about you. So they can go to my website, uh, aimnextrealty.com. They can look at our portfolio. They can look at our upcoming deals. So there is a contact us page there. They can contact me or my team or right there. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for listening in. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like, subscribe, and review so we can continue to grow the podcast. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.